This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hi, I'm Pete McCall. Welcome to episode 102 of All About Fitness. Before I get into the introduction to today's guest, I want to say thank you to all those of you who've been listening to All About Fitness in the various ways and the various forms that you're downloading it. It's really fun to see you interacting and, and to see the numbers go up. And all I ask, you know, however you're listening to this, if you can just take a moment and leave a review, because you know how these things work. The more reviews uh, a show receives, the higher up in the search rankings it goes. Now, getting into today's guest, recently it occurred to me, I was looking through a couple of those little things that you see come out, you know, top fitness influencers here, top fitness influencers there. And after interviewing my friend Kira Stokes, who really is one of the top fitness uh, influencers on uh, on Instagram, and my friend Artemis also received that, you know, received that notice that, or received that recognition, you know, Artemis Scandalides, who I interviewed a few episodes back, both Artemis and Kira were recently interview- were recently recognized as top fitness influencers on Instagram. It occurred to me that I should reach out to other influencers because you might follow somebody on social media. You might see a little bit about their story. You might read their website. But what I want to use is, is I want to use this platform, the podcast, to bring you a little bit more kind of in-depth with them. So I did that with Shauna Harrison. And today, I'm, it's an honor to do that with a woman by the name of Marie Summers. Marie's based out of New York City. She's in Brooklyn. She worked. I didn't realize this until we spoke. But she worked for the same company I do now. I'm a group fitness instructor of Equinox. And Marie was a personal trainer with Equinox for a number of years before striking out on her own. Now, one of the things I really like about Marie is her unique approach to fitness. And I really love the fact, I love her attitude and the fact that she's really putting a very you know, body positive message out there. I've been trying to stay on the scene for, for a few episodes here that fitness isn't just about how we look, but fitness is a mindset. And, and Marie is an excellent example of that. Because for her, with her clients, fitness isn't just about appearance, but it's about ability. It's about developing strength. It's about having the opportunity to get out and enjoy the most out of life. So after a brief word from the sponsor of All About Fitness, it's fun to sit down and have a conversation with Instagram fitness influencer, Marit Summers. I'm Pete McCall with All About Fitness, and I'm speaking today with Marit Summers based out of uh, New York. Marie, can you give us a little bit of background about what you do? Hi, Pete. Um, So I'm a personal trainer working out of Brooklyn Heights. Um, I work with all sorts of different ages and types of people. Um, You know, it really depends on what the person's looking for, and that's what I do with them. But I'd say that mostly I'm a strength, you know, a strength person, personal training in terms of strength and body movement. Well, that's interesting. And how long have you been? How'd you get into fitness? What was the uh, what was kind of the impetus that got you started down down this path? Uh, so my long story short is uh, I was 14 and overweight and hated all sports, like in terms of gym class and stuff like that. Um, you know, mostly because I was the kid who couldn't do it. 
And so I asked my parents if I could join the local gym and I was, they were able to afford that and they were able to afford, um, some sessions with a personal trainer. And so that's kind of when my career, you know, like that's when I started in gym life. (laughs) Um, so after a couple of years with a trainer in high school, college, it was time for college. And I was like, well, what do I want to do? And, you know, the gym was the only thing I actually really loved. So I went into uh, SUNY Cortland and studied kinesiology. Um, and I've been doing that ever since. <laughs> so you, so you went to school with the idea of becoming a, a personal trainer, or fitness professional. Yes. That's yes. pretty cool. And where do you, where did yeah. you go to, what, what gym did you go to in the high school? I mean, who was, who was the influence? Uh, it was a New York sports club and I had this trainer named Francis. I, I can't even think of her last, like I ran into her a couple times. I don't know her last name. She doesn't have, you know, she's, she's a, you know, she, I don't think she was even a personal trainer for that long, but she was the person who just generally was able to change my outlook on, you know, while gym class was really hard and embarrassing for me, working out in the gym wasn't. Well, if that makes sense. A, well, no, that makes perfect sense, Maureen. And, and to be 100% honest, that's kind of how I got started in fitness, too. I mean, I never personally, I was never a great athlete, but right. once we started doing weight training, I think it was in ninth grade, it was really easy mm-hmm. for me to, you know, it was easy for me to get strong. You know, I'm, right. a, you know, I, I call myself stocky or husky. Or at least right. that's, what, that's what all my pants said growing up. <laughs> I didn't go shop in the Husky department at Sears. But, you know, so for me, when I found weight training, when I found strength training, it was like, okay, I can do this. I might not be that fast right. playing other sports, but I could do this. Do you think in your experience, I think, I think your experience, Marie, is very indicative of a lot of people. Do you think that our, yes. the way we teach PE, do you think that that kind of lets people down and sets them up to fail? I don't want to say that it sets people up to fail, but I do think that there needs to be a broader spectrum of like what kids might be better at. You know, um, I went, so I went to SUNY Cortland and I was part of like, I, again, I went for kinesiology, but I was involved with a lot of the classes that the, uh, physical education uh, people were doing. And some of the things that they were teaching them were so great. And so I'm hoping that like, there's now change in the PE departments. I don't know for sure, obviously, because that's I don't have kids, so I don't know what's going on. Um, but there's so many other things that can be offered, and it shouldn't just be running the turkey trot or running in circles in gym class. You know, not everyone likes to run. <laughs> well, I, I think, and what I mean by that, and I think you're right, it's not that they're set up to fail, but but I might be a few years older than you, but I remember mm-hmm. PE in, in elementary school and junior high and even a little bit in high school was we went through blocks. We would do six weeks right. of this sport, six weeks of that sport. Right. That's and, exactly right. And it's just, it's like, if you're not good at a sport, you feel dejected. And I can't tell you how many people I've met as adults who have this story where they tell themselves, I don't, I'm not, I'm not an athlete. I can't be physically active. And, right. and so what happens is they build up this block, but you found fitness relatively young. So what was it like? I mean, what were your, some of your early successes when you started working out with a trainer? Um, I mean, so I, again, I was overweight and I lost about 20 pounds with her kind of right off the bat. A lot of that probably had to do with like hormonal changes and things like that when you're a 14 year old girl. But a lot of it was one of the things she asked me to do was give up soda, which I did. And I've never gone back, which was, is also just kind of generally awesome. (laughs) Um, and then the other thing was she, you know, just got me into being a consistent person to work out. Right. So before it was like, I would only do gym class cause I had to, and I most of the time made excuses for not doing it. Um, 
And then ever since training with her, I've been someone who kind of just never misses a day. <laughs> and that's, a, um, that, that's an important thing. And so what was it about that? I mean, what, what do you think flipped the switch about it? You know, I don't know for sure other than like you do. F- I start personally, and I think this is what people feel is I started to feel good about myself. I started to feel like I could accomplish something. And I think that was your point about the sports, right? So if you're not good at soccer and you have to play soccer for eight weeks in in school, you just kind of feel defeated all the time. And I think at the gym, I was starting to feel like, oh, I can actually do this and I can get better at something, whatever it might have been, even if it was like one extra push up or one, you know, adding a couple pounds to my bicep curl, that kind of thing, you know? Well, no, you're absolutely right. And actually, before I left the American Council on Exercise, I actually developed a, uh, a workshop for for youth training and it was based on what um i was avery fagenbaum and wayne westcott though those are two uh geeks phd mm-hmm. guys have done a lot of research on that and what they and they wrote a book that that ace published and what i did was turn that book into a workshop but what they did in their research is they realized that kids like like you and i who maybe weren't that ethically inclined do become more gravitate more to strength training because just as you right. mentioned you can see the gains so, exactly. So now that you've been working in the industry, what do you do you have a specific type of client that you work with? I don't have a specific type of client. I have clients I have starting at 17 years old, a client who's, you know, trying to get better and better and stronger for basketball, uh, who's 6'8", you know, and then I have the woman who's 72 years old and just trying to stay as mobile as possible. So, I have a really broad range of clients and again, generally for all of them, it's just I'm trying to teach body control and strength and like keeping people as consistent as possible. Um, I think that I've started to work into this niche of um, plus-size women and just women who don't really feel all that comfortable in the gym, but they do feel comfortable with me because I'm closer to what they are, if that makes sense. No, that makes total sense because recently you're recognized by Shape as one of the top Instagram influencers. And how was that? I mean, how'd you find out about that and and how'd that make you feel about what you're doing? Um, I found out because someone tagged me, which I thought was very cool. (laughs) So I saw it on Instagram myself. Um, you know, it's awesome. So within the last year and a half, two years, um, I started training Ashley Graham and just because she's so popular people, she tagged me in a post and then it kind of just went from there. Um, and since then I've been training with Danielle Brooks, who also is, um, a huge plus size advocate, just like body love, you know? Um, and then all these women I have, again, like most of my followers are women, And most of them are plus size women who I think what I've heard, this is what they tell me is they, while all these other Instagram personal trainers and stuff are awesome. When you look at them, let's say do a push up or a squat, it's not the same as when you watch me do a push up or a squat, because I have more of a body type that they have. No. And I think that's, it is funny, Marie. Because I was, I, I did something at the at the LA Fitness Expo right in the beginning of, mm-hmm. um, in the beginning of January, and I don't know if you've ever been to one of these big fitness expos, but mm-hmm. it, but it's like fitness throws up on you. You have it, it's right. it's everything that's great and everything that's horrible about what the fitness industry is. Um, right. But, but one of the best things about it was the woman, the booth next to me was Lita mm-hmm. Lu- was Lita Lewis, and I don't know if you're, oh yeah 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 and yeah I do yeah, know who that is. Yeah, mm-hmm. because she's from I mean she's from uh, your area from New York. 
and you know, right. I was talking. I was actually talking with uh, I think it was her boyfriend. I don't want to throw that on them, but I, <laughs> <laughs> I think anyway, I was talking with one of the guys working with her, and he told me who she was. I looked her up, and you know, that's what she caters to. And I think this is one of the things I think is really cool that I think that, and I'll say this, you know, I, I am a product of the fitness industry. I've worked in it for twenty years. Yeah. One of the things that we get wrong, and one of the things that a lot of the companies get wrong, is using these small, super skinny women in the advertising. So yep. is that, is that why, but is that why you think people resonate with you? Absolutely. Um, so, you know, my whole thing is just because I'm somewhere between an extra large and not plus size clothes and a one XL and plus size clothes, like whatever my size is, it has nothing to do with whether I can do what the tiniest model on the cover of, um, you know, fitness magazine can do it. it that's not the indicator. <laughs> the indicator is whether I'm strong enough and whether I've been training hard enough to learn a skill or to be able to do a skill, you know, uh, if my fitness level is high enough. So whether I look one way or the other person looks another, it just, that's not what it, the deciding factor is. Well, I think, and, and so how would you describe, you know, I'll, I'll share with you in a minute, kind of my, my working definition of fitness, but what do you, what, how would you describe fitness? How, if somebody said, you know, explain your definition of fitness to me, what's your, what's your elevator pitch on that? I think, I think my definition of fitness is work capacity and consistency, right? So if you're consistently in the gym and you're working towards getting better at whether again, it's a push up or it's, you know, running that mile a couple minutes faster each time, but you're working towards something that's your fitness, but what's your work capacity like, right? So you could be, um, you could be someone who's a size two and you could be someone who's a size 16 and you both are able to run that mile at the same, same pace. And so what's the, why does that change the definition of fitness when people look at a person? Well, and I think that's, you know, I, I think that, that's a cool way to hear it. It's, it's neat to hear you describe it as something different because, you know, my definition of fitness that I try to get across when I teach workshops is fitness is having the ability to do what you want. So right. I love the way you said work capacity because you said it in a much shorter way. <laughs> you know, work capacity is the ability to do is the ability to do what you want. And, and so right. now let's, with strength training, what role does strength training play in the programs that, or what, in your workouts, what role does strength mm-hmm. training play in your personal workouts? Well, so that, so what's funny is, you know, I worked out for years and years and years and I was my own trainer. And while I was strong and people were like, oh, you're so strong. I was like, okay, like, I don't even know what that really means, you know? <laughs> um, and then only, I want to say like four years ago did I really start to get into this idea of strength? And I, and I found powerlifting, um, and I did powerlifting for a couple of years. And so again, I had these goals that I wanted to hit and I had this ability to marker that I was actually getting stronger, that I was lifting. (laughs) Um, I've since then kind of dabbled now in some Olympic weightlifting and CrossFit and things like that. Um, so my, I'm not solely a powerlifter anymore because I was having a hard time with the programs that powerlifting, <laughs> uh, you know, just squat bench dead was, well, well, I, was just I about, needed more. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was just about to say for, for listeners, powerlifting is, is a sport of three lifts, you know, squat, you, you know, barbell squat, barbell deadlift and, and the bench press, whereas weightlifting uh, what two lifts are in the weightlifting competitions. So, uh, Olympic, Olympic lifting is snatching and clean and jerk. 
And so that's much more explosive. But I didn't even know this about about you, Maureen. I just was going mm-hmm. on what I had seen on the on the shape write up. Mm-hmm. But it's just funny because I've I've recently interviewed Molly Galbraith and, and Artemis um, Scanalides, and they've both they they've both kind of have evolved into into um, into powerlifting as well. Do you see mm-hmm. a bigger community? What does it mean to you to see more women and getting involved in strength training? I think it's so awesome. <laughs> I think it is so amazing that again, people are finding something that drives them like something to train for, you know, again, like that, I wish in high school, I had even known about things like that. Cause I, I think to myself, I'm like, what if I had started when I was younger? Like, you know, could I have set world records, <laughs> you know, things like that. So it's really nice to know that it's getting out there more and more and more, and it's giving people things to train for. And, and again, something to get better at and something to be excited about when they walk in the gym. And I think there's less and less of people just working out versus training for something. Well, and I think that's been a big shift in, you know, I'm a big fan of of, of seeing this movement because for years as a trainer, and I'm sure you've heard this so often as well, but you hear people, women, you hear women say, I try not to be gender specific, but this is, you know, kind mm-hmm. of relevant here. But for years as an instructor, I would hear women say, I don't want to lift heavy because I don't want to get right. big. Did, is that right. something that women should be worried about? Why, you know, why or why not? I mean, so the answer is no. I, some Listen, genetically, we know this. There are some people that can pack on muscle you know, more easily than the next person. Um, but first of all, what's the harm in having muscle? That's, that's what I think. I think, (laughs) I think, I think women look beautiful with muscle. Um, but no, I think that unless you're doing a specific program and you're eating a very specific way, you're not going to just pack on all this muscle mass, whether you're powerlifting or not. You know, so I think that the the myths that are out there are starting to be broken and mostly because of social media, because you can see what people are doing and that they're not necessarily looking what the way people thought they would. Well, and I think that's been one of the big one of the big impacts of that. And I think that's why you, you've been recognized as a top influencer, because what for years, again, this comes back to the, the fallacy of the industry and marketing and magazines and, and everything else is, right. you know, we've, we've put forward the, the skinny person as kind of the mm-hmm. ideal, ideal, you know, fitness as the ideal fitness person. Have you had, what do you, I'm sure that you've had some clients kind of push back a little bit, especially, you know, you worked for one health club for a number of years. Have you had right. clients ever push back and, and how do you, how do you counter that and say, look, I'm fit just because I don't follow on some, you know, media definition of it, you know, kind of how do you, well, how do you establish that? Absolutely. So what's interesting is I've actually never had clients push back at me. I mean, maybe people that I did uh, some assessments with, they didn't train with me because they didn't like the way I looked. I didn't, I don't know. That was never said out loud. And I never, I don't assume things like that. Do you know what I mean? Totally. Yeah, um, yeah. But I've had many pushback situations from managers and things like that. And so people that made me feel as though based on how I look, I basically shouldn't be a trainer and that I needed to lose weight in order to be a trainer. And the funny thing is, is those people are gone and I'm still going. <laughs> so <laughs> scoreboard. No, I like, I like that. No, but I've, I've experienced the you know, exact same thing, you know, and, and yeah. recently, you know, my friend Amanda Vogel wrote an article for idea on whether or not the fitness industry has a body image problem. Mm. And, and that's one I mean, thing. Absolutely. Yeah, well, absolutely. And so what do you, what yeah, do you think? I, I mean, do, you, do you think yeah. we judge each other harsher because we work in fitness? 
Absolutely. I mean, so it's super unfortunate that it's still going on, but I do, I truly believe that there's an upswing. Um, I think that it's changing day by day and there's, you know, more and more people are realizing that like not every person's body looks the same and that doesn't, you know, that doesn't mean they're unhealthy or healthy. Um, I, you know, I lost well, my train of thought. Well, no, but, <laughs> Sorry, but to that point, I mean, there's actually been some really startling research and I've, re- I've referred to this in one or two blogs I've written. There's been some research that shows that people that have a few extra pounds actually live mm-hmm. longer than right. people who, you know, and especially now they're looking at endurance athletes, endurance athletes and ultra endurance athletes that may be underweight are at a higher risk of early morbidity. So I think, yeah. Yeah, I think there is this, you know, there's this realization that I think people are starting to come to. It's like, well, that's, you know, maybe being too fit isn't that healthy. You know, is, no, that, yeah, is that something you've, you've kind of you know, observed as well? Absolutely. I've definitely seen that. I mean, I can't speak to the endurance athlete. That is not something I do. <laughs> I agree 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm never, I was never built for it. I don't enjoy it. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I do agree with that statement. Um, <laughs> I think that like the overall, uh, the overall like statement with fitness and how, you know, I think that basically you need to find something that you truly enjoy doing and something that keeps you motivated and keeps you consistent in the gym, no matter what that is and go with it. And so, like I was just saying, running is not something I enjoy. I don't, it just doesn't motivate me. <laughs> so it's not something that I do. Um, and so it's easy for most indoors. Well, it's probably, it's probably cool. Cause you're probably more comfortable going in into a, a squat rack and loading up the bar as opposed to oh, going absolutely. out for a four or five mile, four or five mile absolutely. run. Absolutely. Any and, uh, day of the week. I'll squat. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good to know. Now, why should women consider adding more strength training? I mean, you know, you, you mentioned they should, but, but why, what are the benefits of strength training for women specifically? Yeah. I mean, there's so many things to be said about it, but like bone density, right? So let's talk about how the numbers are higher for women with osteopenia and osteoporosis. And we've learned over years and years of research that the more you load the body with weight, the the less chance you'll have, or the hope is that you can prevent things like that. Um, the other thing is I talk about, you know, people's futures and I look into, I talk to people about like, do you want to be that person who can't stand up off a chair without holding on to something in your 60s or your 70s or your 80s, right? So think about just loading the weight on your back now. You'll be strong forever. <laughs> you know, things like that. We talk, I talk mostly about just like lifestyle and, and health and fitness in that way. And how have you noticed like what it was changed about, about your ability to, to enjoy life from, from doing strength training? I mean, I, you know, still to this day, there are things that I wish that I could just like walk into the gym and do. Obviously we all have things like that, but for the most part, you can just kind of say, oh, let's go for a hike and okay, great. Let's go do that. Whereas even, even like six, seven years ago, I wasn't in the shape I'm in now. And that would have given me anxiety. I would have been like, oh, I'm not going to make it through that hike or whatever it is. So now at this point with the strength training, that's not something that I worry about, you know, and you can think about like mothers and their kids. Like, how can you, I, you know what I think about a lot? Cause I live in New York. <laughs> people that have to bring their kids up the subway stairs with the strollers. And I'm like, well, if you lifted weights, you'd be able to do that. No problem. <laughs> no, but it is so funny. You say that because I was just in Manhattan at the end of, at the end of January. And I noticed that, you know, being, you know, 10 years ago when I used to come to New York all the time, it wasn't something I really paid attention to, but now I have 
thankfully we're out of the stroller phase now. We're done with that. Yeah. But um, yeah, I noticed that. I was watching you know, a young mm-hmm. mother with her, you know, probably 12 to 18 month old kid deal with, you know, she had a bag and she had a stroller and she had the kid. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. And, and New York is not that easily negotiable for that. But just exactly. overall from a, from a physiology, from an appearance standpoint, do women have any, anything to fear about doing more weight training or doing more strength training in, mm. in their workouts? No, not at all. If anything, right, they should be doing it more and they will start to see that they have nothing to fear about it. And so you went to college. What have you, do you have any influencers that, that, you've, that have helped kind of shape the way that you train and, and that you've, you've approached fitness? I mean, there have been like so many people throughout the years and, ter- you know, um, in terms of education and things like that, I'm so bad at remembering names and stuff. Um, but, uh, I, I'm, you actually probably know him, but Michael Majakis. Okay. Um, I don't know him personally, but I've, I've heard the name. Uh, yeah. you've probably heard the name. He's a, he's a instructor for Equinox and he was someone who just the, the brain that he has, I was so <laughs> enthralled with the way that he spoke about things like that. And then, um, you know, just different people, that I've met through the years who just motivate me. And it's, it's, always, it's kind for me, it's kind of an everyday thing. Well, well it's funny you say that because recently on, on Facebook, you know, it, a friend of mine's older brother, he was, he graduated high school before we started high school, but he was one of my early influencers of just, mm-hmm. you know, cause he, he was one of those older guys that, you know, he was jacked out when I was 14, you know, 13, 14. Right. Like, I want to be like him. And, and I sent him a note on Facebook within you know, about a year ago or so. And like, I just want to say thank and you know, and I'm not, you know, we argue politically. We're, we're both on a completely opposite sides of the spectrum politically. Right. But I just want to set a note because people don't realize that, you know, I don't think people that, I, I don't think you probably realize, Maureen, that people that see you in the gym training, you probably influence a heck of a lot of people just by doing what you're doing. Have you ever had anybody say that to you? I, so it's funny. I have, and it's been a lot recently, especially with the Instagram stuff and I'm, I'm oh, I still to this day, I'm like, I don't, it's awesome. But like, I wasn't looking for that, nor was, nor am I still expecting it. I think it's amazing. And I, you know, I'm so happy that I can influence even just one person. I think that that's amazing. It's just, it wasn't something that was on my mind. If, if you know what I'm talking about. And what, what you got, what got you started with Instagram? Why, why did you, cause to me, it seems like, you know, the social media is almost like it's perfect for the fitness industry, right? It's the perfect medium for us to communicate what I think we do. Right. I think it's perfect. I think it's also a little scary. <laughs> um, How so, so on the Why perfect, well, so, okay. So on the perfect side, I think it's so great that anyone can go on Instagram and, or whatever social media platform and, and be again, like find someone like me and be influenced by them. And so for me, that's again, so amazing. Like maybe just one girl was like, well, you know what? I am going to go to the gym today. That's amazing. On the scary side, I think that there's a lot of, um, there are a couple of negatives. So one is that there are all these other people that claim to be fitness trainers and things like that. And really they're just taking great pictures of themselves and they don't actually know what they're doing, nor do they know how to train a person. So that's a little scary in that sense. Um, the other, the other side of it is like, oh, well, I guess I kind of said both sides, right? So you have the people, I lost my train of thought. Well, no, but, no, you, but I think, but you're <laughs> so, right on because I think it's important for people to hear because you have a degree. I mean, you went to school for kinesiology and that's why, I mean, right off the bat, Marie, you said that you wanted to become a personal trainer. 
And, and so I think that's why I wanted to have you on, you know, when I read through your bio and saw your education background, that's why I wanted to, to invite you on the podcast because I want you to have that voice because I want people that follow fitness influencers on Instagram or any social media avenue to realize there is a huge difference between people who are educated like yourself and some others and people who are just look good in a selfie, <laughs> you know? Right. And, and so yeah, when, you, when, you, when you do a post, when you, when you think about doing a post, what do you, what's your, like, how do you get the motivation for that? So I go through like ups and downs with it kind of on a regular basis. Um, you know, I really, I wish I, I wish that I had a bigger or like a better way to get more, um, education stuff out there. So even if it just meant like some better workout tips and things like that, but I work, you know, I work eight hours a day and I have my own business. And so it's hard to also do Instagram. So I kind of go back and forth. Uh, with it. But in terms of like, when I'm feeling really motivated, or something comes into my head, I I immediately go to my phone and like write notes down. And so then I can like try to put that post out there. Um, And then there are days when I just don't really post anything because, you know, nothing's coming to me. And so one of my biggest things with Instagram is that I'm hoping that I'm coming off as authentic as possible. Like I'm really trying not to, you know, I'm trying to truly be myself. Um, And I think that that's kind of the whole point. Like everybody has ups and downs and it's not all perfect. (laughs) And I think one of the problems with Instagram is everybody looks all perfect all the time. And that's just not the truth. Well, and I think that's, and you, funny you say that because it's, I've started to see some of those posts, right? Some people have Mm -hmm. posted kind of like the negatives or the downside or the, where the behind Mm -hmm. the scenes kind of look in order to connect. I mean, and I'm looking, I just, I'm scrolling through your feed as, as we talk and it's really interesting to see because I do think that's one of the reasons why people relate to you. They see you doing all sorts of activities. What's been mm-hmm. the one, has there been a post that surprised you by how, whether it's successful or the feedback you got that you're kind of like, you know, that just, you didn't realize you'd get that kind of response? Well, I, I hate to say this, but so there, uh, the ones that get the most likes are when I'm in like a bikini or something like that. Okay. So people do like skin. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm okay with that because again, I would have never even worn this, this relates back to this body positivity and the movement that I'm really in is even years, like only a few years ago, I would have never even been comfortable in my own skin, no matter how much I was working out. And so the fact that like all of these people that are looking at me as an influencer don't realize that I'm influenced by all of them, you know, like I, again, like post a bikini picture and that's not something I would have ever been able to do. So knowing that there are so many other women out there that like are struggling with the, with their body image is it's, it's how I feel as well. And so I'm just on the other side of it where I'm like, well, I work my ass off. And so why am I not sharing that with other people? I think that, I mean, that's powerful. I mean, I do think that's, that's why. You, you've you know gotten recognized as, as one of those influencers. What's body positivity mean? I mean, how do you, how would you describe that if somebody asked you about that? For me, it has to do with everybody, everybody, right? Every person's body is different, and so body positivity just is that it makes you know love who you are, love the skin that you're in. Um, it doesn't matter what you look like. You're still a person. It's not about if you have extra roles, it's not if you have cellulite or things like that, you're smart, you're beautiful. It, it just, the, the body, the exterior just doesn't define who we are as people. 
And I think that that's a powerful message. And I, I really think that's, you're starting to see more of that in the industry. And, and I have to say, Marie, that I've been in a hiring position as a, as a manager. And I always, I would hire somebody who was a, who I guess was, was more of a plus size, especially mm-hmm. if there was somebody who had had that struggle, who had lost 30 to 50 pounds. And, right. and they weren't, you know, cause I didn't want, I didn't, I, as a fitness manager, I don't want type two, you know, 22 year old women on my staff. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> you know, I'm going to go right. out and say that because, you know, majority, ma- strong majority of the population can't identify that. Likewise, I would Absolutely. always hire the older trainer, you know, the trainer who's maybe right. coming into fitness as a second career. And, and right. do you think, have you heard from anybody? Have, have, have you influenced anybody else to get into, into the fitness business to become a trainer? Or instructor. So this, yeah. So this is kind of a cool story, and I actually didn't know it until recently. So my like best friend, my business partner, uh, she's, you know. Anyway, long story short, is she was working out at the gym that I worked at with a trainer, and she saw me. I was training there at the time, and she saw me, and she decided because she saw someone that looked like me that she could do it too, and so she's now she's been manager. She's been kicking ass in the fitness industry has completely changed her life. And we're again, now we're like best friends kind of inseparable. And she only told this to me like a year ago. And I had no idea that I had done that for her. And I was like, well, that's amazing. (laughs) Well, how powerful is that? Because you don't realize, I mean, and that's one of the things that they say about making behavior changes is that vicarious experience, you know, by you posting, your, you know, what you do, not only exercise wise, but other people who may feel like they look like you or can relate to you feel more inspired by you. And that, right. you know, it sounds like that's something that did you, were you aware of that as you started getting into the social media sphere? So yeah, I had had an Instagram and like was just kind of posting for fun. And then I had some, a friend of mine say, she's like kind of in the, she's in the plus size modeling world. And she was like, you know, you need to do this because you're going to change people's lives. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about, but okay. (laughs) So she was like, no, really, this is a big deal. And so she kind of convinced me to like really get into, you know, again, being more active on, on Instagram. And so it's really her who got me to do all this and it has worked. So (laughs) I'll take it. (laughs) That's cool. And are you starting to get any kind of like sponsorships or anything from, uh, from Instagram? No, I've had like people send me some stuff that they want me to try and stuff like that, but no sponsorships. <laughs> okay, well, I'm, I might be coming back to you. I might be circling back to you about something else. I got to find out about whether because a lot sounds of, good. <laughs> well, no, but I, and I, that's not originally that's not originally why I reached out to you. But I, I do some <laughs> consulting with a few different product companies, and and right now my advice to this one company is to look for for people like yourself that they're much better off investing in influencers like yourself especially for people that speak to a very wide audience as opposed to buying ads in another fitness, you know, in like a fitness industry right. magazine, right. you know, it's like, well, I appreciate that, <laughs> you know, but, but I'm serious because you're having yeah. much more of an impact on that. Right. So we're going to wind down the, the, the conversation here, but I want to ask you, do you have a favorite exercise right now? I mean, you mentioned powerlifting, you mentioned Olympic lifting, and it's always funny. I don't know about you, but in my training career, mm-hmm. I've always kind of, sometimes I've gotten stuck on like three or four favorite exercises for a period of time whether for myself right. or clients, what do you, what do you right. kind of, what's, what's kind of like, what's kind of getting you going right now in your workouts? What are some of your favorite moves? I mean, my favorite is always squat. It's always going to be squat. Like I just love the feeling of being able, being able to squat a lot of weight. <laughs> I just, I just truly love it. And what's, um, and how much do you mind me asking how much you, do you well, squat? 
My PR is 350. I'm not oh, wow. at that right now because I, wow. <laughs> that was like closer to meet time. Yeah. Um, right now I'm doing a lot. I'm doing the CrossFit Open. You know, the CrossFit Open is happening right now. We're in, we're going into week four. So I've been doing a lot more um, kind of fitness, cardio, CrossFit type of stuff. So there's been a lot of uh, movements going on, but after the open is over, I'll be going back into a strength phase. So the squat will be coming back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited about that. Um, I don't know what else is my favorite. I'm right now. I'm just going through, I have my own coach. He's amazing. He's like really been able to like change my, uh, kind of just like abilities to do everything. So we're learning all sorts of things that I was never able to do before. Right now we're working on handstand pushups and things like that, that again, like I never would have even thought I could do. And so I'm, I'm just excited about learning new stuff, even though I've been in the fitness industry for, you know, 12 years. Well, um, let me, let me ask you that for a second, mm-hmm. Marie, because I think this is a powerful thing for listeners to realize what, to, what does it do to you to have a performance goal? Because for, for, for people like you and myself, I'm not worried about an aesthetic. I don't care. I drive a mini, right. I drive a minivan. I have two kids. I really, you know, right. my aesthetic days are, are behind me, but, but I care about more about performance. What's it mean to you to try to do a performance goal and how, how much does that motivate you? It's so different. It's so amazing. So for years and years and years, my, it was always about losing weight. And it was always like, I could just never lose weight. And it was always about that. And that was how my, you know, all my energy went into that. And I was like, you know, you're never, if you never can reach that goal, you're just always sad or, um, defeated. (laughs) And so I gave that up. I was like, forget it. I'm done wasting all my time on this. And so now every goal I ever set is based on performance or, you know, hitting something, hitting a new goal. And, it's so much nicer. Well, <laughs> I feel li- good how, about it all the time. <laughs> how liberating! I mean, but I'm serious. How liberating is that to not really worry about that stupid scale and instead look at, hey, uh-huh. I can do a handstand push-up or hey, I can uh-huh. I can squat 300 pounds. How liberating yeah, is that? It's so liberating. I, you know, I tr- I do because I'm a trainer and I have clients with health stuff. I still use the scale for certain reasons, but for the most part, I want people to set goals based on wanting to get better at something or wanting to do something. I don't care what it is. You know what I mean? Like if it means walking up a flight of stairs without stopping in the middle, amazing. If it means running a mile race, amazing. If it means doing a handstand pushup, amazing. As long as your goal is that you want to get better at something and it gives you something to strive for, that's what we're going for. That's the aim. That's the goal. And I I just, I think that's awesome. I mean, honestly, I really, I mean, I couldn't have, that's a, that's such a powerful message because for years I've tried to get people to change that mindset, you know, from mere to performance. And once you Mm -hmm. see that shift in people, and you know, this as a trainer, you've probably seen this shift. I mean, once you see somebody make that shift to go from, because with, with female clients, my challenge to them would be three body weight pull-ups and 10 full body weight pushups. Right. You know, let's, let's start working on that. And, and, you know, and what I would see is, is once that kind of clicked in is they didn't really focus as much on what they look like or cared about. Exactly. You know, but it just made, made a, made a shift and it's so powerful to see that. So what can we do? How can we make, if, if you had a magic wand, there's probably a lot of things you'd want to do, <laughs> but if you had a magic wand and we could shake it at the fitness industry, how can we make fitness more inclusive? What could we do to try to just make more? Cause and I asked this because I think there are a lot of people and how many times have you had somebody come to you saying that they're, they're, they're nervous about going into the gym and they feel intimidated mm-hmm. to go into the gym. So they might want to train with you to get in shape just to join a gym. 
Yes, you know, a lot I've, of heard, times. I've heard that, yeah. and, and to me, that breaks my heart because it means we're fundamentally doing something wrong. How can we yeah. change fitness to make it more inclusive? I think, and you know, I think it's still going to take some time. I think that unfortunately, the fitness industry is super, super, super narcissistic. Wait, what? <laughs> it's really, it's the, <laughs> totally, you know, yeah. Um, and I think that we are on the right path, but there needs to be more accepting, right? There needs to be people. People just generally, gyms need to hire. People just need to be more accepting. And I think that the other thing is to say to the people that are afraid, first of all, I don't mean it to be this harsh, but to kind of get over that. Don't be afraid of what other people think. That is not why you're doing it. That's not the reason. The reason is for yourself and that you just have to start. You just have to take that first step in the gym. Or take that first step outside, but you just have to start. And again, the goal, it's for you. It is not for anybody else. So it part, that's, that's part of it. The other part of it, like we were talking about, is for fitness magazines and all of these other you know, places that you're seeing people, is to not just be featuring the bodybuilder and to not just be featuring the size two with zero fat, to be featuring people that are strong as shit but have body fat on them you know, or people that can run a million miles, but still have body fat or whatever it might be. Well, and I think that's important. And one of the things I try to highlight, I've, I've done a lot of photo shoots where, and I'm not in front of the camera. If I am, I'm the before mm-hmm. picture, but in, mm-hmm. and I'm usually, I'm doing, I do the technical direction, a lot of photo shoots. <laughs> and I can't tell you how many fitness models out there, just like figure competitors. And I say mm-hmm. figure meaning all bodybuilding. That right. is very unhealthy because what a lot of yeah. consumers don't realize is that in the in the final three to five days before a, a competition, bodybuilders are literally starving themselves, and, yep. and that's not an appearance that's sustainable for the long term. And they'll book, you know, they'll book, you know, maybe four or five photo shoots in the two to three weeks around a competition because that's right. when they're leanest. And, and during a normal during off season, they're ten, twelve, fifteen pounds heavier than they are when they're on a stage. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that 15 pounds. No, there's not. There, there absolutely isn't. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with it. No, and, and I think to your point, it's work capacities. Do you have the ability just to do work and have fun? And, and I think, again, that's maybe something that we can do as trainers where it's like I try to get people away from an outcome goal and, and say let's mm-hmm. make what, you know, I had this discussion with a guy named Bobby. I don't know if you know Bobby Capuccio um, where we're talking not about, the, the you know, making the process of exercise the goal. Like I want people to enjoy right. Going to yes. the gym. I want people to enjoy yeah. going to a class. And who cares about the weight? You know, I wrote a thing for 24 Hour Fitness not long ago, and actually I'll send it to you, where one of my mm-hmm. favorite members ever, you know, I was talking to her before class, it was a boxing class, and I was like, so, you know, why, why do you work out, Angie? And she's like, Pete, I'm from, I got to do her accent, I'm from Louisiana. <laughs> I like to cook and I like my wine. And honey, I don't <laughs> care about losing weight. I just don't want to gain too much weight. And, That's fair. <laughs> and I thought, but I thought that was awesome because it's like, hey, yeah. her, her, she enjoyed it. For her, exercise was social. How important right. is the social component of going to the gym? Are, now, let me ask you, are you a class person or are you kind of a workout with friends person? So I, right now, I do a lot of time by myself, unfortunately. It just has to do with my schedule and the program that I'm following. Um, but I not, like, I don't love, uh, the fitness classes that are offered at most gyms. They're not just, they're just not my favorite. Cause a lot of them are endurance based, you know, you lift a totally. little bit of weight, Absolutely, but you do yeah. a lot of repetition. 100%, it's not my yeah. favorite. <laughs> um, I, but when I joined CrossFit class was like my favorite thing in the world. Um, so in this, in terms of the social aspects, it's huge. 
it's huge. It's, you know, I own a gym. I have a space in my apartment. I never work out here. Like <laughs> maybe once in a blue, if I really can't get to the gym because it's not social. Yeah. I don't have anybody around, you know, you need to be, you almost need to know that other people are suffering with you and that's okay. <laughs> well, it's a good thing. It's a good suffer. <laughs> or it's just, you're there. It's positive energy. You know, yes. I got, I yes. mean, I can't tell you, I, I could open a gym in my garage, but it just, it's, you know, Working out in my garage is not nearly as much fun it's as not, going yep. to the gym. And it's just, not motivating. <laughs> just being around other people and just you yep. know, seeing the same people regularly. Now, as we wrap up, Absolutely. do you have any advice for people who want to improve their fitness level you know, and, and improve it from a performance standpoint? I mean, what, what's your advice? Yeah, I mean, my first piece of advice is, again, just to start. My second piece would be if you don't know what you're doing, which I hate to say this, a lot of people don't, and that's okay is to find a trainer, find a coach, find someone who can help you get there. You don't have to stick with them forever, you know, um, but find someone who can kind of help you, po like help point you in the right direction. Um, and again, then pick a goal, pick something that you've always wanted to do and, and train for that. Go for that. Find that thing that like gives you the motivation to get better. That's awesome. That's great. And how can people follow you? Obviously, they might know you from Instagram. And what's your Instagram tag? And, and what's your do you do online training? I do online training. So um, my Instagram tag is at Maureen Summers. Um, full name, full last, full name, full last name. Um, I do online training. My excuse me, my website, which is linked on my Instagram, is how you can contact me. The emails come straight to me, not to anybody else. <laughs> And I'll vouch for um, so that I because can... you responded to me directly when I emailed you. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the emails come straight to me, and that's um, that's how I would get in touch with people. I am considering, I just got asked by a new um, fitness app uh, to do some online training for that app, and I'm actually really thinking about it because I think uh, the app looks awesome, and what I think is really cool about it is that it will be able to hit a really broad audience, and that's always the goal for me. Um, I think that while everybody should have an individualized program because everybody is so different, at the same time, I'd really like to be uh, hitting more people, you know, because, again, the more people that we can get off the couch is, is kind of the goal for me. Exactly. I mean, I, it, that's awesome because I don't know about yeah. you. I just... I don't expect people to be skinny. I don't want people to be skinny. I just want nope. people to be active I, because I don't want to absolutely. pay for their poor. I don't want to pay for their poor, poor health choices. You and I. No. Yeah. You know, yeah. Why, why should we? You know, we're we're healthy. We're active. We're fit. And then why should we pay their for our whole choices? Well, Marie, I really uh, really appreciate your time. And well, Marie, I really appreciate talking <laughs> to you. It's been a pleasure getting to know you. I'm gonna hit stop right here. Now, to wrap up the interview with Marie, I'm going to read you a little definition here. The condition of being physically fit and healthy. An organism's ability to survive and reproduce in a particular environment. The quality of being suitable to fulfill a particular role or task. All those are definitions of the term fitness, of the word fitness. And I looked those definitions up using the Oxford Dictionary. Now, it's interesting. Condition of being physically fit and healthy. The ability to survive and reproduce in a particular environment. The quality of being suitable to fulfill a particular role or task. Those are all qualities of performance. Those are all physical attributes. Not one of those mentions appearance. Not one of those mentions size. Not one of those mentions some kind of pre predisposed media image of what somebody should look like if they are quote-unquote fit. 
Fitness is about the ability to survive and reproduce. It's about the ability to do or perform a particular task. That could be sport, that could be life, that could be whatever. It's being physically fit and being healthy. There's a lot of research out there, and you can look it up. Type a few things into your favorite search engine. There's a lot of research out there that being a couple pounds overweight is actually healthier for you. You know, that people that are underweight, people that overexercise, you know, it's funny, it's interesting to note that, you know, endurance athletes, you know, people that do ultra endurance events actually have, there's a relatively high morbidity of having heart conditions. Yes, doing some exercise and doing endurance will, will help you be fit, but actually people who are underweight and do too much endurance training actually have a habit of dying a little bit younger. <laughs> so that's something to consider. You know, and I'm not advocating, you know, I'm advocating being active. I'm advocating being fit. I'm not advocating laziness, not by any means the imagination. Get up and move. You know, I'm advocating, I'm wanting people to realize that if you listen to my podcast regularly, you know that my approach to fitness is about your ability to do what you want to do. If you want to play a sport, fitness is having the ability to play that sport. If you want to play with your kids, if you want to go on vacations, if you want to enjoy life, that's what fitness does. It gives you that ability. Fitness is not about appearance. So when I saw that, you know, when I was looking up, you know, Instagram influencers, fitness influencers, and I saw Marie and I read a little bit about her story and, and saw some of her posts, she's exactly the type of person that I want to have on this podcast because she is who we need spreading the message of fitness. She is the type of person to pay attention to. Because it's not about filling some, it's not about meeting some media image, you know, some magazine designer or some advertiser's idea of what fitness is. Yeah, look around you, folks. You know, we have a, a, a society with people of a number of different bodies. Now, it is extremely important to be healthy. It's extremely important that you have, you're physically active on a regular basis. And yes, you should pay attention to what you eat. You know, if you drove a Porsche, you're not just put junk gasoline in it. Because it's not going to work well. You know, you got to treat your body the same way. The one thing I always recommend to people is think about eating like a B student. Meaning, eat, make the right decisions about 85% of the time. You don't need to sit there and worry and obsess about every little thing. But, you know, be smart. Be healthy. Don't eat the stuff. We all know the stuff we're not supposed to eat. You know, me, myself, I have a little bit of sweet tooth. I don't drink alcohol. Yeah, I've talked about that a little bit on this. So I don't get excess sugar calories from alcohol, but I have a little bit, you know, I'll have a treat with my daughters every now and then. You know, my sweet tooth is what, you know, is ultimately will we'll get, we'll get the better of me sometimes. But is making the right decisions. It's being smart. It's eating your servings of fruit and vegetables. It's limiting the stuff you're not supposed to eat. That's what we got to be, pay attention to. You know, obsessing, spending the time to do this, that. And, oh, man, it's not worth it. Just get out there, be active, be healthy. Make smart decisions. Make healthy decisions. Do what feels right for you. You know, it's more important that you're active and you have the strength to get out and do your favorite activities than it is you look a certain way. You know, I'm going to have a couple, you know, I interview celebrity trainers on here, friends of mine or trainers out there that work with celebrities, and that's a different thing because we have to keep in mind that celebrities are being paid to look a certain way for a role. They're making a lot of money based on their ability to get you to believe there's a certain character on a screen, whether it's TV or whether it's a movie. You know, if you have an incentive, if you have a seven or eight figure, heck, if you have a six figure or five figure, 
if you're a starting actor and you know your first role means you're gonna make 20 grand for a show for a walk-on role in a show well you better be in shape for that that's your job that's different but that doesn't fit the rest of society you know when you hear you know, hear me talk I have done interviews with Eric Fleischman I've done interviews with Gunnar Peterson you know Eric is Eric the trainer and I've done interviews with Gunnar Peterson one of these these are two of the top trainers in Hollywood when I've interviewed Kira Stokes who's one of the top trainers in Manhattan you know they're working with people whose job it is to look good and it makes a huge difference in their life you know if you have that type of ability if you can hire personal chefs if you can you know I talked to PJ Stahl about this you know he's worked with some top celebrities in LA you know, if you can hire those people that can do that stuff for you, good, by all means. But for those of us who have a real lives who can't do that, we have to good by and making smart decisions, which includes being physically active and also becoming comfortable in the instrument that you're given. Be comfortable in the body you're given. doesn't mean that you can't make changes. Of course you can make changes. But do it for the right reason. Do it because you want to be healthy. Do it because you want to feel a certain way. Goodness, don't do it because you feel some, you know, some pressure to look a certain way or, or try to meet a certain image. You know, we left that way back behind in junior high school. If you're an adult, be comfortable in your own body. But it doesn't mean you have to accept your physical ability. You can always change your physical ability. I want you to get stronger. I want you to get fitter. I want you to have the energy to be able to get up and do whatever it is you want to do. But that's just it. I want you to be able to do particular roles or tasks. I want you to be physically fit and healthy. I want you to be able to survive and reproduce. That's the Oxford definition, the Oxford Dictionary definition of fitness. That's my hope for you if you're listening to this. Thanks for tuning in for this episode of All About Fitness, and thanks to Marie Summers. I'll have her contact information in the show notes below. If you have anybody that you'd like me to interview, if you, you know, if anybody message that you think I should have on the podcast, please, by all means, reach out to me, Pete at PeteMcCallFitness.com. That's Pete at PeteMcCallFitness.com. If you could take a moment and leave a review, you know, help me, you know, bump up in the search rankings a little bit. You know how that stuff works. You can follow me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is PeteMC underscore fitness. That's PeteMC underscore fitness. And Instagram is PeteMcCall underscore fitness. That's PeteMcCall underscore fitness on Instagram. Thanks for stopping by, and I look forward to having you join me for future episodes of All About Fitness. 